going on, world? Welcome to the Incompetent Sports Report. I'm your host, Jake Holmes. My guest today is my best friend and one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. His name is Michael Cameraman. Excuse me, Dr. Michael Cameraman. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm yeah, excited. Man. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's been a long time coming. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I'm glad to just finally launch this thing and the, see where it goes, man. The name is perfect. The Incompetence Force Port. <laughs> we argue about this all the time. Exactly. I'm excited to bring this platform to everybody yeah, else. Yeah, and that way, like... Like, you can't hold us liable because you can't take us seriously. Uh, we're just two dudes <laughs> talking about things we love. Exactly, exactly. So, Mike is a longtime Rams fan. Um, From the old school St. Louis times. I know, I know. The struggles, strife. <laughs> yep. We even had Jeff Fisher in there for a little bit. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> yep. Now yep, to the yep. glory days. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm Los Angeles, man. Um, <clears throat> honestly, so the draft obviously is next week. And um, unfortunately, you guys are the 57th overall pick in the second round. Yeah. So I didn't really keep up, you know, how that happened, how you lost out of a first round pick. That has been the trend with less need. I want to say this is the sixth consecutive year, fifth or sixth, really? that we haven't had a first round draft oh, pick. God. <laughs> and honestly, it's worked out well for the team. That's true. But yeah. but yeah, so uh, the way we lost it was that Matthew Stafford trade, which yeah, I think yep, I've yeah. never really asked your opinion about what you thought about the blockbuster trade. But we got Matt Stafford for obviously Jared Goff, and then we gave up our 2021 first round draft pick. Yep, yep, and like two or uh, a third round draft pick this year, okay, compensatory yeah. pick or something like that, yeah, and then. Yeah the next two years first round draft picks Damn. so we don't yeah. pick anybody in the first round ever yeah. <laughs> and it seemingly has worked out great for yeah us. i mean you guys have been at the top of the division for the last three years i mean you made a super bowl run i want to say years last ago. year were we the top of the division last year seahawks so, might have beaten us yeah 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 so you guys were wild card yes yeah yeah, yeah. and then you lost to green bay was it mm-hmm. yeah. in the yeah, we yeah. didn't did we make it to the nfc championship um, I don't think it was the NFC Championship. It was the game right before that. Conference yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we watched that at your place. You it guys. was a sad day yeah. for every Aaron Rams Donald fan. was not producing. Uh, I, guess, I think he had like broken ribs or some torn cartilage. I yeah. can't say I blame him too much on that one. But yeah, that's uh, that was one game I wish the Brandon Staley defense wasn't out thought by Matt LaFleur. Oh, I know. Definitely. <clears throat> um, so yeah, it looks like... Um, what I found with my research, it looks like you guys are trying to get a cornerback to start off with. I saw um, Kevin Joseph out of Kentucky. He had four interceptions this past season. Okay. Um, and he's a taller guy. Yeah. Um, but you still have Jalen Ramsey and uh, what's the other guy's Darius name? Darius Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Darius so, Williams, I don't want to say he came out of nowhere, but right. we've had a really good track record of training up cornerbacks, at mm-hmm. least with our coaching staff. And then right. you bring in a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, 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 and, exactly. And Jalen Ramsey can coach anybody into being so much better. Yeah. So, I, you know, that was one of the best things. And uh, we might have given up our first-round draft pick this year for the acquisition of Jalen Ramsey, actually. Oh, but I gotcha. You know, when you bring in a guy like that, I just loved watching Jalen this year. Oh, I know. Because it's not just his physicality, but the boy knows football. Yeah, He can play, and he knows where to be, how to play everybody. It's just, it's so much fun to watch that secondary. Remember when we were watching the Skins game and he knocked out Kyle Allen? Yeah. (laughs) 
Bummer. <laughs> Tried to run him over for the first down. Oh, Think again. Oh, Washington. Dude. The struggles. The laughing stock. We'll, the... we'll talk about your struggles yeah. and strife. Yeah, basically. Oh, my God. Um, so it looks like the second overall mock draft pick for you guys. Looks like it's uh, Josh Myers. He's a center out of Ohio State. Um, 6'5", 310 pounds. I mean... I'm sure you guys definitely need depth. I mean, who doesn't that offensive line? So one of the um, big losses that we had this year uh, was Austin Blythe. The Kansas oh. City Chiefs just signed him. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, So uh, we definitely need to address the offensive line. And then we got Andrew Whitworth. Mm. And, I mean. Yeah, he's the center, right? Yeah, uh, he's the left tackle. Oh, okay, okay. Ageless wonder, but he's going to retire soon. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel as a Rams fan that our biggest team need is 100% offensive line. Sure, if you look true. at all the best teams, you need to invest early and often in your offensive line. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Andrew Whitworth really only has two more years. I mean, like, the man could probably play for as long as he wants to. But right, right. Yep. You're getting to 40, I want to say. He's like 39 years old. Yeah, let's look up how old he is. Yeah, how old is Andrew Whitworth? Um, He's 39. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. he's one of the most – I mean, he – I want to say he was like top three pass-ranked – he was like the most efficient in winning his pass rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive yeah, lineman. Pass blocking. Yeah, at yeah. Thirty nine years old. So yeah. getting somebody who's going to replace him. True. True. Is probably paramount. Yeah. And if we got yeah. that big offensive line early, right, we could right. have hopefully uh, Sean McVay really loves this. Is is getting an interior lineman who's able to play multiple positions. True. Yeah, center yeah. guard. Yeah. And we don't do a whole lot of pulling, so having decent beefy boys is is never wrong that's true yeah same thing um if you throw a lot of screens i mean you mm-hmm. need off uh, athletic offensive lineman that can get out in the open field and block a defensive back somebody that's quick like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was the cool thing we had we used to have uh trent williams that guy i mean he was all for pro a- for like seven years in a row or i'm excited like to that. see what he might actually do with his career i think he's still signed with oakland Still, no, still at Oakland? I, I thought he was with uh, Kyle Shanahan and 49ers. I could be wrong. Let I can't see. remember. Yeah. Pretty sure he's with Kyle Shanahan. Where is that man? I'm happy to yeah, see his 49ers. career. Good. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. career, right, with the Washington football team. There's, you heard about that whole like medical. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There's had, a lot of problems. He had some kind of like tumor on the top of his head, and the medical they, staff was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal." Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's insane to me, but yeah. So with the so we've got what two third round draft picks this year. So we got the fifty seventh, eighty eighth, and one hundred third. And I definitely think offensive line and linebacker. Those are the two things that I think we definitely need to get. Yep. yep. Because well, we were ranked twenty eighth in total linebacker production last mm, year for okay. our linebacker core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a you know our base defense is a three four currently, but with Raheem right. Morris coming in, right, he's a four three guy. So I'm interested to see how it's going to change if it does at all. True. You know, will Raheem Morris adapt his defensive scheme to the Rams players, or are we going to try to really fit into Morris's schematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, yeah, he used to coach the defensive backs for Washington. So yeah. He's been all around. And he's definitely got the talent and the ability to bring some of these younger athletes up and get them to where they need to be. Like, you know, Burgess, who is probably going to be the nickelback now. Now that uh, mm-hmm, Troy mm-hmm. Hill left and um, I don't 
John Johnson, our safety. Oh, I was sad yeah, to yeah, see yeah. Yeah, yeah. John Johnson go. Oh, he was so good. But, you know, go get that get that money bag. Yeah, yeah. You ain't kidding, dude. Now, I thought Clay Matthews, did he retire? Thank you. He was with us two years ago. I don't think yeah. he's officially retired. Maybe Denver Broncos. Interesting. Linebacker by potentially signing to help replace Vaughn Miller. That's right, because he had that season <clears throat> uh, ankle injury. That's right, season any ankle injury. I mean, Clay Matthews, when he was with the Rams two years ago, had one of the best seasons of his career. Yeah, he's after a, you know he's his, a stud. Yeah, even though he's a little old, he's a stud. And he did it all with a broken jaw. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is an insane just athlete. A, just a freak, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely offensive, uh, I mean, outside linebacker for sure. Um, I also saw that you guys were interested in, uh, looks like his name is Demetric Felton. He's a wide receiver out of UCLA. Hmm. Now, I know you guys have, I mean, Josh Reynolds, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I mean, your receiver core is not weak by any means. No, definitely um, not. Van Jefferson, too. Like, we've got some depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you guys are going to have some weapons, man. I think Stafford, bringing him aboard. Seattle's going to be in for a rude awakening, what I think. What do you think of that Matthew Stafford trade? I don't know if I've ever asked you that question. Um, Well, to be honest, I do think you're going to have better results than Jared Goff. Lay it out him. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Matthew Stafford, he's been in the league forever, obviously. I think they've been to the playoffs maybe once. I don't even know with the Lions. Um, let's see. I mean, he, I don't think he's ever been... Or he's been to the playoffs. I don't think he's ever won a playoff game. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and that's right. the big thing that everybody has been kind of crapping on him for is that, you know, he's never won a playoff game, but Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl. And 2016 is the last time they went. Yeah. yeah, but like... Yeah, lost in the wild card round. If you're comparing the Detroit Lions as a franchise to the Los Angeles Rams, I don't think it's a fair comparison. That's true, that's true. Um, with that being said, though, I think, man, bringing him aboard, the guy can play. He's a gunslinger. He always has been. Um, yeah, I very sure, much agree. you know, he could turn the ball over, you know, out of 50 throws, maybe it can't 12 be of them could be... Any worse yeah. than what Jared Goff did that's this true. year. That's yeah, true. It cannot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. And so, like, you know, no, I, I 100% agree. I think Matthew Stafford has the intangibles that Sean McVay wanted in a quarterback. Right. But when he came in, he had Jared Goff. So he tried to design a system to fit Jared Goff. Play action pass. Try to keep you in the pocket as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then don't get any pressure in your face. I mean, if you look at the statistics just with Jared Goff, when there's pressure on him and he's got to hurry a throw, mm -hmm. one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Definitely. If yeah. he's got a clean pocket and all mm -hmm. the time in the world, now this would work for probably any quarterback but right. you know a clean pocket where there's not really a lot of pressure uh -huh. he can put that ball wherever you want him to put it yeah yeah no he's made some clutch throws before i mean we've all seen it oh, um that kansas city game i remember that dude, oh my god yeah he was just putting the ball wherever he wanted to throw it yeah what was the final score of that it was like game? 57 something like that was it, it was one of the highest scoring nfl games in history yep. yeah 54 51 rams yeah dude that was insane there was zero defense in that game. Yeah, that's true. And the Rams that year, defensively, I want to say we were top 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, ever since Aaron Donald's been a league, we haven't been below the top Super 10. That year, right? I mean, that was the... Yes, that was the yeah. year Bill Belichick uh, destroyed Jared Goff. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Man, that Super Bowl was rough. 
Yeah, we had, uh, so Mike and I uh, used to live together here. Now, we're out of uh, Richmond, Virginia. I forgot to say that in the beginning. Um, I've got an apartment here right in the middle of the city, and Mike used to live with me for about, what was it? What, nine months? Almost, yeah, almost yeah, a year. nine months. Yeah, Mike got a shit, shit end of the deal pursuing, pursuing his PhD, and we'll get into that a little bit later. He'll tell us the backstory about that. But um, while he was here, the Super Bowl, man... Mike uh, had a fair amount of tequila, and uh, yeah. yeah, you know, you know how that goes. Rams haven't been to a Super Bowl in <laughs> since 2001, I want to say, and yeah. finally make it back. And you have one too many tequila shots, and you start screaming at people in your house. It's not a good look. Hey, at least there wasn't uh, any holes being punched in any walls or anything like it's that. Not for a lack of effort, but <laughs> I digress. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, I'm really excited about this season coming up, dude. Me too. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think the NFC East is going to be pretty competitive this year. Um, so, so, I got a fun little question for you. Give me what you think the end rankings are going to be for the NFC East. Right now, let's say excluding all injuries, you know, obviously we don't want anybody to get hurt, but shit sure. happens. Um, sure. <laughs> you know, if... Dak Prescott is the same player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he's the same player after that horrific compound fracture, and if Zeke can mentally stay, you know, on board, he seems to be just very shaky as the season progresses. Yeah, he did not Um, have a good year. And, like, nothing really changed except for the fact that Dak wasn't, I guess maybe was in the locker room and providing leadership, just wasn't out on the field. Yeah, 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 true, true. And then, fuck, man, I mean, Mike McCarthy, I mean, some people thought he was going to get fired, you know, midseason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That was one of the worst uh, first showings that you could produce as a head coach. I've never been big on Mike McCarthy's bandwagon. Yeah. Right? Like, it's it's easy to be successful when you've got Aaron Rodgers. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, like, his offense was not very creative. It's bomb it up and hope that Aaron yeah. Rodgers can put it in the right spot, which yeah. generally he can. Yeah, yeah. And Just, then, like, you have an athlete like Dak Prescott, and I, I will be honest, I've never been big on Dak Prescott. Yeah, you haven't. You I, haven't. I've always yeah. said he's really pretty well, you overrated. Hate the Cowboys, let's be honest. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not a big Cowboys fan. Yeah. Um, You know, Ezekiel Elliott is top five running back. Yeah. If, if sure. we exclude last year, which was probably his worst year since coming in the league, yeah, top yeah, five yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Dak Prescott, Maybe, maybe top 15, mm-hmm. maybe top mm-hmm. 15, even yeah. with the great success that he's had. Yeah. You yeah. know, I remember him coming in to that two years ago when the Rams made their um, Super Bowl run. Uh-huh. We played the Cowboys either for the Cowboys second game, the Rams first game because we had a first round bye. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Dak Prescott really tried to will his team to win that game. But between mm-hmm. him and Ezekiel, there wasn't really much there. Yeah, no, you're right. And they haven't had good wide receiver core. You know, they they always have, like, talent on their team, but they somehow just cannot put it together. I know, man, I know. And I don't know if it's a coaching thing, which probably it is. And, you know, I don't think the Mike McCarthy signing was the solution to that problem, right? It doesn't seem like it, Let's man. take a coach who got fired from his job right, and make him the head coach of our job because clearly that's going to fix our problem. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find... There he is, finally. I was looking for him. Uh, so he's number nine out of 32 teams. Um, and, and this is... 
Yeah, this is uh, NBC. NBCSports.com, power rankings of the top quarterbacks 2021. Highly argumentative, in I, my yeah. in professional opinion. True, true. Um, That's a Sean Watson at eight? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, That's pretty wild. I don't know why my computer won't let me scroll up here. Anyways, um, so, yeah, back to the NFC East discussion. Um, Honestly, I think Daniel Jones is a pretty good quarterback as well. With Saquon Barkley coming back, that can be a dynamic backfield. I mean, Daniel Jones put the team on his back towards the end of the season. Now, granted, the Giants were pretty awful, you know, record-wise, but... Their defense is uh, not good. No, no, not at all. No, Um, yeah, they have to rely on... uh, who's it sterling shepherd yeah they've got shepherd who was the other guy well it's sterling and shepherd that's I think. right that's right yeah, yeah um ingram was their tight end who i'm gonna say he's probably leaving the team mm-hmm. who else did the giants they picked up a couple of people big this year yeah um so they're starting offense here there we go. That's the whole roster. We don't want that. In alphabetical order, too. It's beautiful. Yeah, right. I mean, Saquon Barkley can take over a team yeah, in, ain't a, in a game in any way. I mean, the boy is just is just insanely athletic. Well, yeah. Man, honestly, he's a grown man. Yeah, they would. They uh, compared him to, like, the next fucking Barry Sanders. I mean, the I guy, can see it. I really can. So elusive and just strong as an ox, I man. hope he comes back even stronger. Like, Adrian Peterson, strong from yeah. his industry. He's got the potential, man. I mean, you can't deny that. He, um, drafting offensive linemen, like, they've got some some decent talent so far. Yeah. yeah. Who they, who's on there? Their depth chart Darius here. Slayton, forgot about him. Yeah, uh, that's Kenny, who it was. Kenny Galladay, he's pretty good. Oh, my goodness. I, that's who yep, it was. They brought yep. in Kenny Galladay. Yep, yep. Wow. That's exciting. That's exciting for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan Ingram. There. Oh, oh, Kyle Rudolph. John Ross. Mm-hmm. He's fast as hell. Let's see. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I definitely think that if they can put it together. Now, I can't say that. Uh, who is their offensive coordinator now? It's fucking Jason Garrett. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his role as an offensive coordinator is going to be one better. Shit show to the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the head coach for a long time. He was. He was. I don't yeah. know what he was doing to maintain that position, but <laughs> who knows, man? Jerry Jones. That's a shady dude right there. He thinks he knows everything, but clearly does not. Yeah, he does. Um, excuse the uh, the slurping noises. Mike and I are enjoying a nice. Uh, IPA looks like from Castleburg. Shout out to Castleburg Brewery. So, like Jake said, we are from Richmond, Virginia. Yep. yep. Uh, one of the top places for uh, craft breweries mm-hmm. in the area. So, if you're ever looking for some delicious brews, I will always bring some onto the show. Yes. You can always yes. highlight a new brewery. Heck yeah, man. That is a good idea right there. Show some love. Um, so, again, yeah. So, overall rankings. Keep getting off course think? here. Um, I would say. One through four, you're probably looking at. Oh my God. I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say Washington and New York are at the top. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. yep. Okay. I still think with Philly, I think Jalen Hurts is going to need one more year to really get his bearings underneath him. Yeah. He's a good player. He's a good player, but. 
They've definitely got some drama going on between him and Doug uh, Pedersen. I mean, they would have beaten us if they left him in the game. That final uh, regular season game. Inexplicably. Yeah. Like, Inexplicably. what the fuck was that? And like, that was a slap in the face to him. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if they were concerned about, like, maybe him getting injured. I don't know, man. They put the fucking, what is it, Nathan even, Petterman in? Yeah. Why Peterman through like would you do three that interceptions in a matter of 10 minutes? To like, that poor kid. <laughs> he was not prepared. No one was ready. He didn't want to play. That was, it was rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was excited to see you guys make the playoffs, though, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we lost to fucking Tom Brady in the wild well, card. You know, um, we were within two points at one point, but after that, it was pretty much game over. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, bring in uh, Fitzmagic on. We'll see what he can do. I mean, same thing with Matthew Stafford. Gunslinger. That's um, true. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little more careless with the ball. And, um... Turnovers are probably going to be a thing, so we just might have to Can't be any worse than what that. Dwayne Haskins was doing. At oh least my God, Brian Fitzpatrick is going to know the offense. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and not yeah. just go out there and like, I can ball, let's do this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, man. He could not ball, in case anybody cares. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think... Um, you're going to have Washington and New York probably battling it out till the end of the season for that top spot. And do then you I, think Heineke is going to be the starting quarterback halfway through the season. So, I'm not sure if Kyle Allen is still in the mix or not. Um, mm. I mean, he did break his leg, so same thing. He might not be the same player at all. They're all going to battle it out. I'm assuming Fitzpatrick is going to take the starting spot. He's got the most experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, definitely a leader for sure. I hear in the locker room he's a monster. Like, everybody loves him. Um, you know... Same thing, knock on wood. Don't want to see anybody get hurt. But right. I That could be the case. If Fitzpatrick has some kind of minor injury, Heineke could take over. And if he balls out, he might just leave him in, honestly. Kind of the same thing with Alex Smith. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that could happen as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, as long as we've got somebody that can score points because our fucking defense can't score touchdowns every other drive to keep us in the game. You the know Rams what I mean? had that magic potion all last year, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. As soon as that runs dry, yeah, exactly. season's over. Dude. Oh we'll see God. if if Chase Young keeps developing like he has, your defense is going to be scary dominant. Dude, yeah, man. Yeah. Um to be honest, I looked at the fucking Rams mock draft and didn't even look at Washington. I'm not I'm not sure what we're trying to even get. Well, you at least have a first round draft pick. What what would you like to see the Redskins draft for? Um well, I guess formerly known as the Redskins, right? Ah, excuse me, the Washington yeah. football team. I apologize. Don't worry, man. I think it's a joke. But you know, it is what it is. Um so I think that we're probably gonna need an offensive lineman. Yeah. It seems every year our starting five dwindle down to maybe the starting three, yep. and then we've got to Hope sign guys off the street and the practice squad to fill the gaps. I mean, yeah. he, that's not going to be a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just – it is what it is. And, like, um, injuries, you guys have had – constant injuries with your yeah. offensive line yeah, throughout yeah. the last decade probably. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the foundation of any offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's football 101. And I think everybody forgets that too. We are such big fans of taking the best available talent Yep. yep. and uh, you know, that's great for some things, but when you've got the depth mm-hmm. at all the positions that you don't really need right, and if you're not top five it doesn't make sense for you guys to trade up to go grab a quarterback. 
There's that's not, true. That's true. Not really. And you went and grabbed one in, in offseason anyways with uh, yeah. you know, Fitzpatrick. So right. there's nothing really there of value for you guys. Your wide receiver core is not awful. Terry McLaurin's pretty good. You had some. Oh, yeah, man. He's a stud. Some yeah. breakouts last year that I like seeing. So, yeah, offensive line is definitely. I mean, protect the quarterback, guys. If we're you know, bringing it back to the Rams mm-hmm. and with Matthew Stafford, the thing I'm most excited about is Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford finally has an offensive line. Yes. Yes, and exactly. He doesn't need to scramble for his life. He doesn't need to worry about getting hurt. He can actually sit, accurately throw a ball. Right. And if he can accurately throw a ball when a big defensive lineman's hands in his face, yeah. what's he going to do with a nice, clean pocket? Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, anybody can uh, throw to an open receiver if they've got, you know, five to six seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, ask Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he only needs fucking two and a half seconds. Um yeah, man, I would think offensive line's the way to go. I think skill positions were good. Um, Antonio Gibson was a fucking monster last he year. He was. Yeah, oh, man. man yeah. Fantasy football pickup of the yeah, year man. was Antonio all you Gibson. Fantasy nerds out there, keep an eye on him next year, man. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely have a dedicated fantasy football oh, talk. Yeah, man. Before yeah. the season starts up, for sure. Yep, yep. Yeah, Mike and I are in a uh, a ten person fantasy league, trying to make that maybe twelve next year. Kind of up the stakes a little bit, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One day I'll eventually beat you guys. Ah, he's come close. Happen. He's come close. It's just those trades that bite you in the ass, yeah. That's what happens when you get cocky. <laughs> Speaking of cocky, did anybody, we're going to shift here, did anybody watch the UFC 261 last night? I'm, I'm literally shook I mean, after watching. Holy shit. <laughs> One of the best cards I think I've seen in several months. I agree. I agree. That was well worth $70. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everybody put on a show. They were exciting fights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I don't care for all the the crap talk. Like you're you're a fighter. Your whole job is like I'm gonna get punched in the face until yeah. I pass out. Yeah. So yeah. Like I don't really care what crap you need to, to talk living. to get yourself up. You know, it's like the Michael Jordan. Like I took that personally. Yeah. There right? was nothing there to take personal. But you know, man, from you know, poor Chris Weidman. I hope, dude. You know, oh my thoughts god. Thoughts and prayers out to him. Like, uh, yeah. Speedy recovery. I hope you make it through. That's tough. Yeah, man. That's just. It's crazy how that comes for full circle. Yeah. I mean, the same exact injury happened to Anderson Silva when they fought. Um, when was that fight? I was what, like four years ago? I think longer than that. Yeah. Maybe like seven or eight. Because yeah, I was working at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah. Throwback of the year, right yeah, there. Yeah, uh, 2013. Oh, dang, <laughs> dang. Uh, what was that? Junior year of college. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Back when Ronda Rousey was still fighting. Yeah, yeah. That was Misha Tate. Yep, yep. I mean, crazy. Lord. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Uh. So. I guess we'll start off with the uh, the main event here. Um, Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, the rematch. Um, you know, there was a lot of <clears throat> drama building up to this because Masvidal was making excuses. He took that first fight on a six-day notice because Gilbert Burns had to drop out because he uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So everyone would probably <clears throat> agree with me when I say that he looked a little overconfident in this fight last night. 100%. Dropping his hands, smiling every time he got hit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to smile if a guy like Kamara Usman is jabbing me yeah. in the face. One of the he is 
Best chaps. Yeah, he's built like a Greek god. I don't know how he makes 170 pounds. He must walk around at 195. It's crazy. He is lean, mean, shredded, and Mm -hmm. ready to whoop everybody's ass in the welterweight division. Yeah, man. He's, uh, I just was looking at the stat in there. I think he's at. 17 consecutive wins. He's tied with Anderson Silva right now. Um, he's already passed George St. Pierre. I I, I, mean, I would say he's better than George St. Pierre, personally. Yeah, yeah, which is fucking crazy to say, man. I mean, you remember how dominant GSP was. He was. I mean, oh, my God. He was yeah. the king of taking you down. It didn't matter what your game plan was. It didn't matter. You could sit there with your hands down yeah. saying, come tackle me. Yeah, and George yeah. St. Pierre would get you to the ground. Now, did you listen to... Uh, uh, GSP on Joe Rogan. He was on like last week. I haven't listened to the whole yeah, thing, yeah. but I did start it. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of cool. He was talking about, um, you know, he's got that karate. Um, yeah, his karate background. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says that that blitzing technique that they use actually set him up for all of his takedowns. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that blitzing technique, you rush in and maybe you fake a front kick or a jab or a Superman punch that he liked to do all the time. Mm-hmm. And then he would just blast a double leg and his opponent you know it's already on his heels be back up yeah, yeah exactly um you know kamar Usman, his style man he was also ncaa collegiate champion um and you know everyone i guess in the beginning wrote him off as this boring wrestler that would just dominate people and you know the first masvidal fight he was famous for the foot stops and all that shit yeah yeah but dude his boxing has just taken off ever since he went to denver and joined up with trevor whitman and all them i mean it's been fuck next level yeah i think the thing that really stands out about kamar Kamaro Usman was not this fight despite the fact that he won in complete dominance yeah if you watched his last fight when he the first round, he was getting pieced up, uh-huh. uh, honestly. And his yeah, yeah, he his got coach yeah. looked right at him and goes, "Use your jab. I it's a that. championship jab." Everybody heard it, and he comes out and knocks him out with a jab. And I think <laughs> that was where the the light switch went off for Kamaro. Yeah, I I can box with these people. Yeah, and even with the Colby Covington fight, right? They're both yeah. great wrestlers. Right. Neither of them wanted to do it. Kamaro's wrestling is so good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. basically. Come try, please. Try to take me down, and if not, I'm going to try to piece you up. And if I physically can't, and he hasn't experienced this yet, I don't think, if he can't piece you up on the feet, then he would go to his wrestling when necessary. But... He is all around one yeah. of the best fighters in the, in in the UFC, not even in in just the welterweight division. Yeah, to be honest, um, you know, I really was into UFC when I was like 18 years old, and so were you as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember we would go train and do jujitsu and kickboxing yep. and all that. Um, you know, then. Um, I personally took like an eight-year hiatus. I just kind of fell off the sport and didn't really keep up with it. Um, the first card that I got back into was when he beat Tyron Woodley for the uh, welterweight championship. Yeah. And for five rounds, he dominated him and took him down at will. And everybody was shocked. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Literally, I know he won the Ultimate Fighter and is now going to be probably inducted into the Hall of Fame. I had no idea he was on the Ultimate Fighter. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember when the Ultimate Fighter first came out, we were religious about watching it. Yeah, man. That was the best reality TV show. There was... So, our weird connection to MMA is one of the local... 
uh, yep. gyms with the training team, MMA Institute. Um, yep. Shout out to Rick McCoy. Um, real. He's a fucking legend. Dude. Yeah. Legends yep. in the game has he's trained competed against top guys. He's competed against uh, Matt Sarah's brother, Nick Sarah, a long time ago. You can find that on YouTube. Um, he lost, so he might not be uh, too happy that I said <laughs> that if he ever listens to this. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, he's a, a well-known name down here. Um and best and best he, trainer probably in at least the Richmond area, oh, probably sure. in Virginia, honestly. Yeah, no, um Masvidal and Colby have when they were friends supposedly, uh came down and trained no at kidding. MMA Institute. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um But uh Rick McCoy trained a UFC fighter winner. Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. 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 And so that was really what we watched 90% of the time. Yeah, man. That was insane to watch happen. Yeah. What was his name? Amir Sadala. Sadala. Yeah. 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 He was a middleweight contender. I remember that. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. I know Colby Covington, he wrestled at Oregon. I'm trying to find out if he won any kind of championship or anything. I thought he did. Because I think that's probably going to be Kamara's biggest test. Um, he wrestled at Iowa, too? Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking stud. I mean, the yeah. guy's an asshole, but you can't take it away from him. Um, Unfortunately, he is talented, but yes, yeah, a monumental yeah. dickhead. He says, I'm Donald Trump's favorite fighter. I'm like, does anyone really give care? a shit? <laughs> You also got knocked the fuck out by yeah. tomorrow, yeah, despite yeah, yeah. your bitching. Yeah, so. making excuses, saying it was a shitty stop. Dude, your jaw was broken, and you were not coming back. Yeah, you were <laughs> asleep on the ground, not doing anything. I don't want to hear that it was a shitty stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, so hats off to Kamara Usman last night. That was one of the most... Exciting and epic fights I think I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, man, I mean, he shut up Masvidal. I'm not sure what the next step is for him, you know... He got fighter of the year in 2020 with that insane five-second knockout against Ben Askren. Um, um, uh, let's, can we be honest? Let's just talk about Ben Askren for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy, but yeah. uh, you, sir, should just go crawl into a hole because yeah, yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. I hope that payday was worth it because you're going to be a meme for the rest of your life, buddy. And he was and already a meme, <laughs> so like, how worse could it get? Oh, it's tough. I do love it, though. Yeah. Make, yeah, make that money sucks, back, dude. son. Make yeah, that money back. Because Jake Paul is a fucking tool. And uh, I hate that we're even talking about this kid. But unfortunately. Yeah, he seems to just be undeniably famous at this point. It, um, like, have you heard uh, Brendan Schwab and his take on like the whole... Oh, Brendan Schaub. Sh- excuse me, Brendan no, Schaub. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I know they did like a food truck diary thing mm-hmm. that he interviewed Ben Askren. And Ben was like... Yeah, I mean, if Jake Paul knows how to box, then I'm in for a rough time. But I don't think he does. So and yeah, you lost that honest, game, man. Like he said, he trained. Didn't really look like it no. at all. No, <laughs> walking into the gym while eating corn dogs and punching a bag does not count as training, sir. I mean, he had the back folds going on. I mean, he I know like, you had to gain weight to fight this kid, but come on, he looked like me. If I were to just walk into a ring and be like, punch me in the face, that was Ben Askren. <laughs> I honestly think I could have at least put up a better fight than Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah, man. It was uh, it was quite embarrassing. I was very happy I didn't pay $50 to watch that train wreck. Yeah. As well as seeing all the uh, the goofy commentators with Snoop Dogg and uh, the coked up Oscar De La Hoya. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, but like, I don't understand why he won fighter of the year just based off that knock. 
that knockout. Like, everybody knows Ben Askren's game, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I suppose because of that, and then also the whole, like, bad motherfucker title where he fucked up Nate Diaz. Yeah, but, like, Nate Diaz... I mean, Diaz they is... overhyped that pretty significantly. Not to take anything away from Nate Diaz. He had a fantastic career. He could still fight in great shape. Yeah. But, like, he's really more of a gatekeeper now. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. He's he, a journeyman. He yeah, beat yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor at a ground game and like no one was shocked by this and he was right. also two weight classes above what conor mcgregor's peak was yeah, at the time that's a good point so yeah, like yeah. i don't think that that's a fair assessment of you know nick diaz's or nate diaz's um abilities honestly yeah, yeah and yeah. then like yeah he's a scrappy boxer but mm-hmm. every single time somebody punches his face his face explodes <laughs> that, so much scar tissue and all well, that yeah, well, like <laughs> you really shouldn't be fighting anymore man yeah yeah yeah, those Diaz brothers, man, it's like a, they're almost like a little gang. And um, you hey, fuck with one of them, they all come after they you, They love dude. the sport. I'll yeah, give them man. that. Yeah, they're savages. Um, yeah, he's supposed to fight um, Leon Edwards pretty soon. That'll be an interesting fight. I don't know, man. I think Leon destroys him. But I mean, that- as long as Leon doesn't poke anybody's eyeball out. <laughs> <laughs> it should be an interesting fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully, oh um, you know, Muhammad is still having a great recovery from that eye poke. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a fight booked, actually. Good. I heard about that. Um, I, unpopular opinion. If that eye poke wouldn't have happened, I think Muhammad would have won the fight. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, well, he did catch him with that head kick, and he started bleeding. So that was not a good... Um, let's see here. His next fight is... We got here. Eh, it's not going to tell me on Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Leon Edwards is going to take Nick Diaz out. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah. I Hands think he, I think he wins by TKO. Um, I mean, decision at the least. Um, if if Nick or Nate can last that long, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Nate's always got cardio, but Masvidal finished him rather quickly, and I could see Leon doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Leon striking is pretty fucking awesome. We're gonna have another Alistar Overeem lip <laughs> explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. I'm just going to go to UFC.com. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then Mike and I were talking before the podcast. Conor McGregor has now called out Kamar Usman for the 170 <laughs> welterweight title here. Yeah. Stay in your lane, bud. I, I love Conor McGregor. Absolutely love him. He's uh, one of the most exciting God. fighters to watch. Yeah, man. Um, I hope he can have a second peak, although uh, Khabib really kind of embarrassed him and i don't think he's ever gonna be the same fighter yeah man um you know dustin poirier really put a hurting on him too and that's their next fight they're running that back for the rubber match i think dustin poirier is gonna do the same exact thing that happened last vegas is gonna agree with you man i think the betting odds uh connor's gonna be an underdog we'll see if having a crowd helps connor at all yeah. Because his last fight, he didn't. And then the fight before that, I also want to say that there wasn't a crowd. There might have been or limited capacity, but it was against uh, Cowboy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, like right before everything got shut down. That yeah. was in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I, looked- I guess Cowboy's a great comeback fight after you haven't fought for a year. But, you know, nah, he definitely know fucking- your role in the UFC. He cherry picked that one. Yes. Yeah. And then to come to Dustin uh, Poirier and I, like, I watched that fight. I remember we were here at the house 
watching that fight uh-huh. and as soon as he took that like first clip it was a done it was a done deal yeah you knew connor wasn't going to recover and he just kept backing up against the cage and that's not connor's game yeah you spin out give yourself some room so that you can actually try to fight because connor's not a strict boxer dustin poirier's boxing is better than connor mcgregor's flat out yeah yeah i mean if you were gonna put them in a boxing ring together i mean it would be close because connor's left hand is fucking nasty um dustin poirier did put him to sleep like, he did he did no night but he fucked him up with that that calf kick and he basically stunned connor from moving at all um after he kicked him in the leg a few times um he was basically immobile and that's when he got him up against the cage mm-hmm. and just fucking yeah, and pieced him up it. yeah 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 um, yeah, I don't know if I would ever throw another leg kick after seeing Chris Weidman. <laughs> you ain't kidding. That's tough. Oh, Damian Maya. That's his next fight. Oh, let's fight Damian Maya. I couldn't find that. All right, Bilal Muhammad next fight. Damian Maya. Sorry that took so long, guys. Um, uh, I think I think Muhammad could take that. You stay obviously stay off the ground. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't get strangled. Um, yeah, man. Because that's really what Damian Maya's got. Yep, yep. I, I think, can't even uh, believe Damian Maya's still fighting in the UFC. So I know, right? I think he's like 41 or something like that. This is his last fight on his contract, so he's retiring, I'm pretty see. sure. Or he'll go to Bellator, one championship, yeah, one championship or something, or something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the uh, co-main event, Rose Namajunas against Wei Li Zhang. Um, wow. I mean... That was... It was beautiful. Dude. Just I beautiful. Mean, yeah, just perfect. Uh, perfect... It looked like it was going to be almost like a, a question mark kick or like a switch kick. She was going low and then she went high and Zhang just ate it yeah. right to the face and went down cold. Thought she was fine. Thought the ref stopped it too early. 100% yeah, out we cold. just watched it about 30 minutes ago. We both agree that, yeah, she was done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that ref stopped it. She took a beating in yeah. uh, her last fight or the fight before that yeah yeah against uh yuana yes yeah, yeah. and man she that was I, one of the greatest fights i've ever seen in my life tough chin uh scary human being i would never mm-hmm. want to be in the ring with with whaley yeah man. but yeah um, i'm glad the ref stopped that fight before she took any more damage and they just need to run it back that's uh, i think it was a it was a fantastic kick mm-hmm. i think it was a lucky hit mm-hmm. and i'd love to see them run it back to see if they can actually put a solid name to that game if who's yeah, really yeah, a champ. Rubber match makes sense. Um for straw weight, I mean, other than them, I really don't know any other contenders. Let's look here. Um yeah, Rose just put on a perfect performance, man. And she was very emotional when they were wrapping the belt around her. I mean, I know she had um is either a relative or a grandma or somebody passed away from COVID-19. So I, I know she's been uh, going through some trauma. So that was pretty amazing to see her win. Um, let's see. So we're going to do... Top straw weights. Um, yeah, man. It was a hell of a female presentation last night. Valentia Shevchenko successfully defended her title once again. I mean, don't see her losing to anybody yeah. except maybe Amanda Nunes if they choose to run that back a third time. I um, cannot imagine a worse way to lose than yeah, the crucifix. Yes, yeah. getting elbowed in the face until yeah, the ref yeah. mercilessly decides that you've had enough punishment. <laughs> that is awful. Yeah. So yeah, strawweight Joanna, she's next, and then 
Ah, uh, that w- I think that would be a fun fight. I think that is going to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I do want to see Rose and Waylee fight it again. I'd rather see yeah. that run back versus Joanna than yeah, yeah. Joanna get the next fight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that'd be a good um, that'd be a good run back. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, Valentina. Just totally fucking dominant with her Greco-Roman wrestling. Anytime she got double underhooks, it was game. Uh, Jessica Andrade was going to the mat. Yeah, I mean, all you had, all she had to do was just get the double underhooks. The upper body strength is just insane. I mean, they're both just, just chiseled women. They both have beast. traps that are bigger than Mike and I's here. Yeah, <laughs> they are athletes on athletes. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And what what I thought was funny was that she thought. Uh, uh, Shevchenko's opponent. Um, oh, uh, Jessica Andrade. Andrade. She thought that she was going to be able to get her on the cage in the clinch, beat mm-hmm. her up a little bit, and then take her down. And the complete opposite happened. Yeah, so she like, was getting tripped and hip tossed. What and, do you yeah. do when your game plan turns against you? And like, yeah. do you do you just keep trying to stick to it and hope you lose soon, or do you, <sighs> as a fighter, just make it up on the fly and hope for the best? You know, at that point, man. You know, I'm not a fucking professional fighter or a coach by any means, but if your game plan is to try to grapple somebody <laughs> and they and, out grapple you, yeah, at that point, you're just gonna have to take your chances at the stand up game because, you know, there is a puncher's chance. Like you said, anybody can get lucky. Somebody can be in the right place at the right time. And if you should have zigged when you zagged, you're done, you know? And, so, yep. That would be my two cents. Um, now, again, I'm not a coach by any means, but I have done a little bit of training. And if I was in that situation, that's how I would kind of go about it. Um, yeah, hats off to Valentina Shevchenko once again. Just a dominant, dominant yeah, performance. Uh, another another Hall of Fame um, inductee eventually, and um, you know, you just these people, the, these fighters, uh, Shevchenko, Amanda Nunes, John Jones, Kamara Usman, uh, Israel Adesanya. I mean, they're on their way to just complete legacy and complete domination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the UFC has just done a tremendous job. A job. Dana White has just promoted the hell out of this organization for the, obviously the last twenty years. But ever since they signed with ESPN, man, I think they have to put on like seventy-two events a year. Yeah. That's their deal. So they're cranking them out every Saturday, and it's Next the man most up. exciting thing right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's fun to watch. You know, I get a lot of people don't like the brutality, and like my fiance refuses to watch yeah, it. Yeah, she's not a fan. Just because <laughs> it's it's so angry and aggressive. Sure. And like, yeah, I get that, but like, it's more exciting than boxing. Like, oh my god, hands down. It's yeah, yeah. and like for the guys who are wrestlers and are BJJ enthusiasts, like. It gives you an opportunity to go watch this at a professional level. I agree. And like the little intricacy. So like I I I understand how everyone loves watching stand up. And I think Joe Rogan is probably the biggest advocate for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. standing people up when they're on the ground. That's fifty percent of the game. True, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, if you want it to be, you know, a true fight, you wouldn't have a ref intervene at all. They would basically just make sure that the fighter is okay and true. Uh, 
continue taking fighting. too much damage. Yeah, yeah. But wherever the fight might go, you let it play out. I mean, that's yeah. how it should be. But yeah. I also understand the entertainment aspect. Um, if you have two people just stalling and laying on top of each other, you kind of catch their breath. To, yeah, yeah. You kind of need to make it a little more exciting. Um, but yeah, if somebody's grappling and trying to get to you know another uh, advanced position positions, advantage, yeah, and, yeah. And there's so many little details. Like if you've never done BJJ before, the yeah, you're not gonna know what you're looking at. The little yeah. things that people are doing, like forcing your foot to pry open a leg so that you can move out half exactly. guard, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just pulling rubber guard or doing something off your back looks like you're turtling up, but you're really actually advancing exactly your position. Yeah. So I can see why it's boring, but yeah. you know, for the people who really love, you know, I mean wrestlers, what what <clears throat> can you watch? Like WWE is not gonna get your, your box off. Yeah, and dude. you know, I there's only so much collegiate wrestling you can watch until it's done, and the Olympics come around every four years. Like, uh, I, yeah, that's, I'm that's, gonna go watch these two dudes wrestle it out, and yeah. like that's exciting for them. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I 100% understand. Like, if you want to just go see stand-up, go watch Muay Thai. They fight all the time, and they beat the bloody piss out of each other. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, unfortunately, you'd probably have to pay a subscription to find it because it's not very popular. <laughs> Less. <laughs> um, and then the two other fights on the card, yeah, we, we talked about it a little earlier. It sucks for Chris Weidman, man. That's um, tough. You, you know, never want to see that happen. I would be shocked if this is his farewell. You know, he's been in the game forever. A former, long time. Former fucking champion, dude. Um, beat Anderson Silva twice. I mean, he's a, he's a legend in my book, but that's a pretty horrible injury. Yeah. And a lot that's, of people can't really bounce back from that, especially when you're already 37, 38 years old. PT's going to be a long time. Yeah. We're talking in a, an Alex Smith type surgery, oh, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one to come back from for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and then the first fight was uh, Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crude. I don't think you watched I that one. I did not actually so, catch that one. So actually, uh, Anthony Smith won by leg kick TKO. He kicked Jimmy. Um, oh, wow. It looked like right under the kneecap almost. Hit him with a leg kick. He immediately dropped to the ground yeah. and couldn't stand on his... I think it was his left leg. He couldn't stand on it. Anthony Smith rushes him. Jimmy shoots in for a takedown. Actually gets him down. So they start wrestling. But oh, the wow. kid's leg is fucked. Like, if they stand back up, like he can't stand. But he can grapple because he's on the ground. Okay. So they're kind of like going at it. And then Anthony Smith tries to stand back up because he knows like he can't stand up. Takes him back down. I was like, damn, this kid's got heart. Like, he knows like he's fucked if they get back up. Yep. So the first round ends as he gets up to go back to his corner. He's fucking hot. Yeah, no dragging his leg yeah, behind yeah, him. Yeah, and the ref's like, nope, you're done. I was like, fuck, man. I yeah. get it. Like, that's the ref's job. Yeah. Right? The ref's job is to protect the, the fighters from themselves and their opponent mm -hmm. and to make sure that the rules are being followed. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you want to see a guy like that keep fighting. Like, fight it out. Like, if the man is okay with just wrestling. Yeah. Hey, let him do it. Yeah, I guess the thing was is they didn't know if it was some kind of nerve damage or if he tore a ligament or if uh, he just had a dead leg. I'm and like betting money if it hit right under his kneecap before the patellar tendon. That's what it looked like. And yeah, yeah. He, you're not going to be able to put any sort of pressure on that. We actually yeah. had a friend who had that happen to him and he was oh, uh, at volleyball. Yeah, he was <laughs> a, a big lineman. So shout out Matt Doty. Um, <laughs> he played yeah, sorry, for <laughs> CNU, I believe, football. I mean, he has a what six four? He was, yeah, six three, six four. Yeah, uh, yeah. Solid like two hundred fifty to two eighty. I mean, he is a yeah. a big. I would thick say two fifty, two sixty. And yeah, uh, yeah. we, me and Jake were uh, funny enough at vo volleyball uh, fans, and so we have a, a local club. We were going to play. 
And we brought him out with us, and he jumps up to go hit a ball over the net, and on the way up, snaps his patella tendon. Yeah, man. I and mean, that's, that was a rough rehab, a rough surgery for him. Like I could, I couldn't imagine yeah, trying I mean, to finish we were a fight standing like right that. Behind him. I was like, "What the fuck just yeah, happened?" And he just like, just dropped. It was crazy. So <laughs> I hope that's not what it was. And you know, yeah. not to say that an ACL tear is any better, but sure. you know, yeah, hopefully yeah. that's what it was because it's an easier surgery, easier recovery. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, it was a wild night of fights. You had two fights end because of leg injury. I mean, you had right. Valentina dominate, and then um, Rose with the... I don't even know if you call it an upset, but just a fucking stealing the belt. I mean, that was impressive. And then um, Kamaru Usman just doing what he does. It's Kamaru Usman. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. No, it was awesome, man. If you're not a UFC fan, I mean, this is the best time to be one. Um, the athletes are so much better than what it used to be. I remember definitely. when we were watching, yeah. and it was, if you were one, like a great Hall of Famer one-dimensionally, you, mm-hmm. you would be a champion. Yeah. Nowadays, that's not the case. If you can't right. do everything as well as everything else, I agree. you're never going to make it out of the top 10. Yep. Um, yeah, the... Uh, <clears throat> The status that all these guys are at now, I mean, they're becoming superstars, and um, it's just really amazing to Dana watch, White, man. pay more money. I know, these I know. are top athletes. It's just insane that um, the top fighters, they make, you know, millions of dollars, and then the bottom only make, like, shit, fucking 12 grand a fight. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And you are at the pinnacle of your sport. Athlete. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, on ESPN. And uh, not You're making to say, 10 to 12 grand. I can guarantee you the UFC is not hurting for money. So No, dude. Yeah. Uh, they sold that company for $4 billion. Guys argue for it? better contracts. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, at the lowest part. You're in the UFC. You should be making good money. Yeah, man. Yeah. So hopefully that will change one day. But um, fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we're going to segue here into some NBA. Now, remember, this is the incompetent sports report. So don't take us too seriously. I am a five four, really short, wide kid. I can't <laughs> yeah. play basketball. If yeah. anybody's ever watched any of my pickup games, it's hilarious. <laughs> we know nothing about basketball. Yeah, we're trying to get Mike better at his three point shooting game. That's all um, I've got. Yeah, we try to just tell him. Just think of it as beer pong, dude. Just think of it as beer pong. That's, that's uh, funny enough. The only sport I'm an athlete, not an athlete, guys. <laughs> only sports I'm good at are the ones where I drink. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it looks like uh, the top three for East and West we're looking at right now for the NBA. I've got the Nets, the 76ers, and the Bucks in the East. The West we're looking at the Jazz, the Suns, and the Clippers. You know, kind of shocking that you don't see the Lakers in the top three right now. Um, you know, I'm assuming because of the injuries with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, yeah. Not to say that they can't come back by any means, um, but it's pretty wild. They're still in the playoffs, though, aren't they? They're I believe like so. Top five or six yeah, in the, in the yeah. West. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if LeBron ever comes back, and he will definitely come back this season, the, the Lakers are not out of it by any means. No, no, I wouldn't even worry about the record. If LeBron's not playing, put an asterisk right next to that record because it does not matter. Yeah, well, let's see what his injury update is. I think I hope he's getting close. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Could return from ankle injury next week. Yeah. Honestly, you know, claim your opinion about NBA basketball, but... I'm not going to say these guys aren't, you know, the toughest people in the world, but I wouldn't be 
too far out of line if to think that some of these guys maybe kind of faked their injuries a little bit to make it to the playoffs, you know, you know. Sure, 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 sure. Kind of overhype what's really going on. To defend LeBron they play James. so many games. I get it. He yeah. is what? What is he now? Like 30 something? Young, he's in 36, his 30s. I believe. Oh, wow. Old, yeah, older yeah. than, oh my goodness. Yeah, he so, is 36. A 36-year-old dominant. I mean, he has just dominated since he came into the NBA. Yeah. I could see you wanting to take a little bit of rest on your like 18th NBA season. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Get that. And like, yeah. when you're 36 too, I mean like, uh, funny enough, and uh, I'll segue back to this, I'm 28 years old. And uh, I go to the gym the other day. Now, now my elbow hurts. Ah. Never had this problem before, so I couldn't imagine what it's like to be a 36 year old professional athlete. That's a good point. Playing every other day, plus yeah. travel. You know, yeah. Obviously, I don't make millions of dollars. Can spend that on my health care, but you know, <laughs> true, true. It's it takes wear and tear on your body. So I definitely understand. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Anthony Davis has no excuse though. You're you're a young man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's our age. I think he's 20, yeah, he's I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is his? I would update? love to see him come back soon. You know, I, it's always exciting to watch some of the best players in the NBA just take over games. Oh yeah, man, that's what the NBA is built off of—the fucking superstars. I mean, there's only five people on the court, uh, or ten people on the court at one time. But out of your five people, you got to have at least two or three superstars yeah. if you want to make it to the end. And let's um, let's mm. also talk about the Nets. Yeah, man. I mean, on paper, they should fucking win. I mean, adding uh, Blake Griffin and. Um, <sighs> And now retire LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wait, he retires? That what yeah, you're so he had a heart murmur or a heart arrhythmia, oh, something like that. Oh, shit. I did not know that. And he said, you know, for the last like 16 to 18 years, I'd put basketball ahead of, you know, my family and everything, my health. And, uh, you know, we got this, this report back from the doctor and it, yeah. it just... They told me stop playing basketball, and wow. that's I made the decision for my family. So you know, hats off to you, Lamarcus. That's a great choice. You yeah, had an amazing career in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wish you could have won more championships. You're always fun to watch with the the Spurs for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it was a big pickup by the Nets. Like they just have I, talent I on talent on talent. Like, yeah, yeah. Kyrie Irving is just stupid talented. I just you know, I I want to see him and LeBron go at it in the finals. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, and you know, with the uh, the Jazz number one right now in the West, Donovan Mitchell, just a monster. Um, and Rudy Gobert. Let's not forget about the Stifle Tower. Yeah, the Stifle Tower. I like that. Yeah, he's a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, you know, it would be cool to see somebody else other than the Lakers make it, but I also... I agree with you. It would be pretty awesome to see LeBron and Kyrie go at it. Unfortunately, LeBron's pitch to anybody who ever comes to any team he's played on is like, I'll carry you to the finals. You help me win it. Yeah. That's that's been the whole deal except for his maybe rookie season. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's undeniable, man. I mean, if even if he's not scoring, he's getting assists. Like, if you have him on the team, he just knows basketball. Yeah. Yeah. One of the smartest players on the court. For sure. Tim Duncan level smart about yeah, basketball. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you're the head coach with LeBron on the team, it's basically the same thing with uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, right? Mike yeah. McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers. Like, well, just get out there and do what you do. Yeah, you got <laughs> players like that who know the sport, know the game, know yeah. the the plays, watch tape all the time. Like, exactly. what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's definitely pretty amazing to watch. Um, 
And then the Suns, you know, the uh, Devin Booker kid. Oh, my goodness. God, he damn, is that kid is exciting to clutch. watch. He's clutch. Yeah, I have seen him play live um, recently here. I've been watching them play. Him and Chris Paul. I mean, dude. Chris Paul, too. Yeah, yeah. I, that was what elevated them. Like, Booker yeah. couldn't do it on his own. And as a person who hasn't watched NBA, like, I am a very Me transient NBA watcher, Me for sure. Yeah, when yeah. football's over, I will watch the playoffs of the NBA. And, like, yeah. I want to see the best players. But yeah. It felt like Devin Booker almost came out of nowhere. But like, if you ask any actual NBA analyst or anything like that, they right. knew Devin Booker was going to be Devin Booker yeah, when they yeah. drafted him. Um, he played at University of Kentucky. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely talk to school for that. But for yeah, basketball, nah, no doubt. So he's twenty four. Oh yeah, man. Nah, he's he's a fucking stud. Yeah, um, he is going to carry that team to a lot of championships, hopefully. Yeah, man, yeah. Um, and then in the East, you got the 76ers and the Bucks right behind the Nets. Joel um, Embiid for MVP. Dude, monster. Sign me up. I'm all for it. Monster, dude. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. That's right. You know, I mean, I still think... Ben Simmons. I just don't know if point guard is the right position for him. It's not. No, I mean... Uh, first string all bench should be Ben Simmons. <laughs> Personally. You know, he's a big dude, so I understand putting him at, like, small forward or... I mean, power forward might be a stretch, but even small forward... I mean, he's got post moves if he wants to, but god damn, he, he can't shoot worth the shit. No, he can't. He can't. And from what I've heard, he's actually been talking to a sports psychologist about it. Oh, really? And I don't think it's not that like he doesn't have the physical ability to take a three-point shot. Like You could see him in warm-ups taking these shots. Mm-hmm. But he's just mentally in a game, he just can't seem himself out. to put it together. And like, athlete, absolute athlete... He needs to be point guard because he's got to have a ball in his hand and a full court to okay. make the decisions sure. for his yeah, yeah. his layups and his athletic plays. Yeah. I just don't see him being a, a, a strong forward or a small forward in that position mm-hmm. because it's a little too stagnant. Yeah. Unless you reworked the entire offense, but they want to mm-hmm. work that post through Joel Embiid. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they've got... Um, there's the other guy that's pretty good. Oh, fuck, they have Dwight Howard. I did not know that. Look at that. Uh, Danny, Glass cleaner. Tobias Harris. Seth to, Curry, D- Danny Green. Danny yeah, Green Tobias is Harris. not what he used to be. He's not. He's not. He definitely choked last year on the Lakers for sure. Um, that's why he's no longer there. And um, To go from a back-to-back NBA championships, but one where you actually did something, yeah. and then <laughs> another one where you got dragged to the finish line. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think arguably he's had a much better season so far this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be awesome to see them um, compete with the Nets there at the end. Um, and then with the Bucks, dude, I've been watching them a lot. They've been on uh, TV a fair amount. And I'll be honest, dude, Giannis, like, he. If he shows up. He just seems like he's been dwindling a little bit. Like,. He can't shoot worth a shit anymore. Basically, all he's... I mean, he's a great defensive player just because, you know, his wingspan is fucking 90 inches. Yeah, and, and he's fast. <laughs> he is fast. And he'll dunk on your ass. I mm-hmm. mean... And he doesn't need to jump in order yeah, to be able to do it. Exactly, yeah. He's got the, the Michael Jordan, you know, dunk, and he's jumping from the fucking three-point line. <laughs> Actually, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, not having... A, and that's the thing, man. If you're not an all-around NBA player nowadays... 
at least LeBron James, like LeBron James has all of those abilities, mm. but consistently can hit a, a mid-range J or even pull up and hit a three-point shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not going to be as creative as Steph Curry, but yeah. Giannis yeah. hasn't developed that fully yet. You know, he has put a lot of time and effort into gaining muscle so he could be yeah, def- he's, yeah, defensively better. Yeah. And be a little bit stronger in the post, but mm. you know, I'm hoping over the next couple of years he can start to develop that mid range game. You've got Chris Middleton on the Bucks, dude. He is so good, fantastic. Actually. He's super underrated, super underrated. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's I, one of their best players. I 100% agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton is an all star. He carries the Bucks. I mean, he's it, between him and Giannis is really the major reason for success. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have uh, one more guy that's pretty good. Oh, they do have um, Lopez. He's not bad. Lopez as a center. Both, yeah. Uh, well, I, I maybe two years ago they had both the Lopez's brothers. That's um, true. I yeah, think yeah, they, yeah. that might still be the case. I can't remember. Uh, Brooke Lopez. Yeah, yeah. Brooke yeah. Lopez. He, he's a beast. Is yeah. fun to watch because Giannis will handle the post. Mm-hmm. And Brooke will be the passer and the three point shooter. You can shoot as threes. A center. Yeah, he can shoot threes. And yeah, so yeah. It, it adds a fun dynamic to it the does. whole team. It does. It does. Um, but yeah, without Giannis really picking it up, right? I don't see them making a deep, dark run in yeah, any yeah. finals or, or anywhere in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. He's going to have to put the team on his back. And, um, you know, look at what happened last year. They, they were playing the Nuggets, I think. Yeah, the fucking. Pandemic fucked them up, dude. They were on a tear until they got shut down. Sure, sure. I mean, momentum makes a huge difference. It does. It does. It yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. And like they just couldn't. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And I don't think that they've recovered from that yet. It doesn't seem like it. it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I haven't been thoroughly impressed as I watched them. To be and then, honest, you know, you got the Clippers. The Clippers are what third in the yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, third in the West. Um, you know, they got a uh, Paul George and Kawhi over there. And so what? They got happened? Um, what happened to Kawhi Leonard? Like still. I don't know, man. You know, defensive athlete for sure. Yeah. Not as offensively uh, efficient as he's been. No, no. After he won that championship at Toronto, it seems like he's satisfied maybe. Putting the team on his back uh, has not been his MO. No, no. And he's definitely got the the skill and status to do that. Um, Especially with Paul George and uh, Sergi Baca. Reggie Jackson's pretty good. I mean, Cousins. Yes. Fuck his cousins. I mean, God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've they've got same thing on paper rondo yeah yeah. oh they have rondo wow yeah they should they should be able to challenge anybody in the west Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. realistically you know if if we're not even looking at that you know just the top three i don't see the clippers beating the jazz in any capacity and i also don't see them beating the suns yeah, man. At least you in know, a game of seven, right? If it was a one-on-one, maybe, maybe they get lucky. But sure, yeah. Out of yeah. seven-game series, I don't see them taking that. Yeah, you know, last year it would be a totally different conversation, but this year they just haven't been putting up. And um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, that dude's just on another level right now. And um, you know, it's going to be exciting. Uh, thank God the playoffs are pretty much right around the corner here i know um, we're quickly running out of sports yeah dude summer's the worst time man but hey that's why we have a uh, ufc and i guess the olympics are starting when is that they should start soon those are the the japan olympics i think yeah 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 that starts yeah um july well, that's exciting. Yep, July 23rd. Let's talk about the embarrassment of uh, USA men's soccer, soccer team. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. It's 
forget uh, about that quickly. Yes, yes. Here on the Incompetent Sports Report, we're going to try to touch on most major sports. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the you know, the largest fan of, uh, international soccer. And I do need to improve my knowledge with hockey as well and baseball and all that jazz. So today we're really just covering, um, football, mixed martial arts and basketball. And, um, I thank Mike for, uh, joining me here on our first episode. It's really important. Really, really means a lot to me, man. It's been, um, it's been a blast. I've loved this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so for, not, we're not at the end of the show quite yet, but I do want to shift the attention towards uh, Dr. Cameraman over here. So tell us, man. Um, you know, I was given a little bit of the lowdown earlier when <clears throat> Mike uh, was pursuing his PhD for, God, it seemed, what, six, seven years? Yeah, so I started my PhD journey in 2015, which yep. is when I graduated undergrad. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, so five years. I graduated with my PhD in 2020 okay. from yep. uh, Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine. Right, right. Um, and yeah, like you said, so I guess to bring it back, we were living together. Uh, it was my fourth year in the program. Yep. And my boss ended up, my PI, her name was Cynthia Corneliuson. Um, and she ended up getting a position at Georgia State and more or less came to the lab and said, hey, you know, I've, I've accepted this position. Mm-hmm. I want you all to come with me. Like, what can we do to make this, you know, make this work? And it seemed like at the time... I might have been able to get out maybe a little bit earlier, slightly like kind of on time, a little mm. ahead of schedule. Sure. Uh, but unfortunately, they just didn't fall together. So I ended up having to move down to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. And I spent six months there. And that mm. was quite an interesting journey for me, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now, I, uh, you know, you. <laughs> Your family and all your closest friends, we just felt so bad for you, man. I mean, you just got the shit end of a deal. Um, And it was pretty admirable to see you travel back so often to Richmond (laughs) to make that eight-hour drive just to come see all the people you love, and especially Caitlin. Yeah, yeah, it was was definitely worth it. You know, um, I I had been used to driving long hours anyway. That's fair. And, uh, you know, so it was eight hours to get home. Usually leave at like four in the morning on a Friday. Jesus. Try to miss as much as the Atlanta traffic. Anybody who's from the Atlanta area, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't understand why you guys need stoplights in order to get on a highway, but we can talk about that later. That is the worst. I just don't. I don't understand. Nobody knows how to drive. It's crazy. It's (laughs) absolutely insane. And so, yeah. And then the drive back was usually like 10 to 11 hours. So you'd get an hour or so out of like Atlanta proper Mm -hmm. and immediately you'd be in stop and go traffic. Jesus Christ. So my, the place that I was staying at in, in downtown was not really downtown Atlanta. Um, it was probably 10 minutes away from the city, max 10 minutes away from the city, more South, South, uh, Southwest. Mm -hmm. And yeah, getting through Atlanta, like downtown Atlanta, midtown Atlanta, the city's gigantic. Mm -hmm. It would Mm -hmm. take at least three hours, at least three hours. And you knew it didn't matter if you got in at 12 in the afternoon Mm -hmm. or if you got in at nine o'clock at night, it Mm -hmm. was three hours to make it through Atlanta. Good Lord. And it was insane. Absolutely Damn. insane. I was the, probably the worst part of that whole drive was knowing <laughs> you'd cross South Carolina and you're just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Now you, what? You flew just once out of all the times you did, came back. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, 
pro tip, graduate school, graduate yeah. students uh-huh. do not make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So making a move down to Georgia basically fried my entire stipend worth of money and like yeah, obviously that you can't go sucks, buy dude. a plane yeah. ticket so yeah i flew down once and i actually have a funny story about this the the flight and i, I will argue that flying was not more efficient than driving hmm. because it took roughly about the same amount of time especially in atlanta it's a gigantic airport okay yeah. you gotta get there at least two hours early depending on what time sure. you're leaving yeah, yeah to just make it to the airport so atlanta's airport is a little bit more south of like the the city itself okay gotcha and so you would get there you gotta park your car you gotta finally make it to the terminal go through security which could take anywhere from 15 minutes to seven hours depending right, right, on how many people are there yep 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 get on a plane so like all said and done you know if i'm leaving at 12 in the afternoon you got to get there nine o'clock safely right, right. To park your car and be able to make it. So it's like two or three hours of just sitting, waiting for your flight to take off. Jesus Christ. For an hour flight to Richmond yeah. for another 30 minutes to make it through, you know, baggage claim and everything at Richmond, which is yeah. the most inefficient airport I think we've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to make it back home. And the Richmond airport's 30 minutes away from where we lived. So sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All said and done. Travel was about seven, eight hours. God and like, damn, man. Yeah. Cool. My travel time was only an hour. And like, yeah, you yeah. feel a little bit better because you haven't been sitting in a car. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't necessarily mind the drive up. And so me and my dad actually had a ritual. It was like, I would leave at four in the morning, three or four in the morning. And my dad would take a long lunch break and we would go to uh, Billy Jack's. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, yep, R.I.P. Yep. Billy Jack's, I man. I know, man. Yeah, and we'd, shout we'd out to Billy Jack's. Yeah. Had a, a couple of brews and we'd eat lunch. And like we did this every two weeks. And then I would go and hang out with my fiance, Caitlin, mm-hmm. at um, her apartment. Or I would meet her at school and mm-hmm. we would go do something. Generally have like a date night. Yeah. And then try to jam pack as many friends as I could shovel into a weekend. I know, man. Yeah. And then ship it back out Monday, uh, Monday morning. I know. I remember one friday so when we would play uh co-ed volleyball it was friday evenings and um mike drove eight hours and ended up playing in the game with us that evening i was like good lord man and we lost <laughs> yeah yeah cherry on top is lot, we lost a lot of losses a lot of losses <laughs> yep yep yep. like i said i'm five four i'm not very good at volleyball ah, and well i beg i beg to get i beg to differ you're pretty good you're pretty good i got heart that's what i can <laughs> you offer heart. you got heart that's right that's right um now how long were you down in Atlanta. So uh, six months all set and done. So I got there like what was it? I think I left the week after my birthday which is in May. Yep. Um, And so I came back maybe the second week of December. So Mm -hmm. as the the school year separates out your your fall semester generally comes from August Mm -hmm. to uh, like the first week of December. And I was able to convince my PI you know there was a long trek before this of getting all of the data that I needed in order to write a manuscript and finish out my dissertation. So I was able to convince my PI in December um, to let me come back to Virginia and just solely focus on writing the manuscript and finishing my dissertation. Right, right. Yep, yep. Which, you know, and, you know, shout out to her. That was a blessing. It was one of the best decisions that I could have gotten good, and been able good. to make. Yeah. And it was also right almost at peak pandemic time Mm. you know in january we started getting reports and i'm glad that i wasn't there to begin with because i I probably would have been 
back either way, right? They shut down the university. You couldn't do any research. Yep. What What am I to do? Why am I here if yeah. I can't actually physically do the thing that I'm here for? Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad it, it, it all worked out the way that it was supposed to. And, you right. know, I spent two to three months writing my manuscript. Um, uh, to let everybody know, my research was on Nyseria gonorrhea, you know, funny. <laughs> yeah, And man. Uh, we yep, were trying yep. to come up with a vaccine, understanding yep. how it, it, you know, it grows and evolves and, and all that. So my that's what, basically what my publication is <laughs> on. And then my dissertation is on, you know, everything else that I did within the lab as it related to that. Yep, yep. So yeah, for two months, I basically sat at home and stared at a computer screen trying to mm. not go crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. I mean... It's just an amazing story that you have. I mean, it's yeah, it has been a journey for sure. Uh, you're one of the most hardworking and determined people I've ever uh, met. I, I appreciate mean, that. Not not just anybody could do that, man. Um, a lot of people would have thrown in the towel halfway through that, or they would have said, "I'm going to Atlanta." I don't think so. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of times where I, you know, I was talking with some of my friends in the graduate program who we were like, "I can't do this anymore, man." And like, "Nah, you're you made it through the tough part. Like, just yeah, keep rallying it out. You're gonna be okay." And yeah, like, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's definitely like that. So if you guys are in graduate school or anything like that, like doing anything hard, just stick with it. It's it's gonna pay off. Yeah, man. It's tough when you're in the the grind, making it through the slog. But right, at right. the end of the journey, it's definitely worth the whole effort. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that's beautiful, dude. Um, yeah, and then, you know, shortly um, after Mike came back uh, permanently, he uh, got on one knee and uh, proposed to his sweet Caitlin. I know. Yeah, yeah man. And that he's getting ready is... to tie the knot here in just a few weeks. Yeah. Um, what? We're three weeks out from that. Three now? weeks. Three oh weeks. my goodness. Here we go. Yep, yep, yep. Never been more excited. I know, man. I know. Yeah, we uh, we went to uh, Denver for the bachelor party. During a blizzard. And unfortunately, this uh, snowstorm decided to just roll in while we uh, playing this Airbnb, you know, fucking five months in advance. And unfortunately, we got trapped in for most of the weekend. It was crazy. But about, we got some, about 22 inches of snow. Yeah, something like all that. said and done, it was like 22 inches of snow. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Sunday so. uh, in the Airbnb, we dug ourselves out so we can make it to the airport. <laughs> We're driving through. We see these scattered <laughs> remains of all the abandoned cars. <laughs> I didn't know we were in apocalyptic wasteland, but Dude. here we are. Lord. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Denver, Colorado. That place is amazing. Hopefully, it was a blast. we make it back there one day. The Red Rocks Amphitheater, we made it up that trek, and it's fucking breathtaking when you're up there, but. It would be, you know, even better with the live music. Exactly, exactly. Once all this stuff is behind us, you know, everybody, we got to stay optimistic. Um, vaccines are rolling out, so it looks like everything should be getting back to normal. Hopefully, you know, within the next three to four months here. Um, hopefully, this summer is going to be uh, one to remember. That's we for sure. We can actually have a hot boy summer. <laughs> oh God, that's right. <laughs> Gotta have it, man. Dude, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Everybody's been repressed for the last like year. It's gonna get nasty out there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a mild way of putting it. Um so um the intro for this podcast, you'll notice that it's a pretty cool guitar riff as well as the outro here. That's actually a track from my band. Um we are called The Medics, and that track is called Lazy Days. And you can find us on Spotify as well. Um we also have an Instagram at the Medics RVA and Facebook, The Medics RVA. So if you like that track, please give us a follow and a listen. And um we really appreciate it. They got um, a fantastic EP out on spotify yeah, soundcloud yeah. guys go give it a listen i absolutely love it yeah man i appreciate that a lot um yeah it's 
it's tough booking gigs right now. Um, yeah, pandemic but, has been hurting everybody. Yeah, man. I mean, we even, yeah, Mike was there. We even played a pop-up concert in a parking lot. Um, it was like the most month. lit concert we've had yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah. We had like 100 <laughs> people show up. I mean, it was awesome. We were grilling out. Um, you know, no noise complaints. No cops showed up. It, it was. It went pretty much perfect. So well, hopefully we can do that again before the summer's over. Absolutely. Um, but I think that's just about it, man. Is there anything else you wanted to plug? Anything you want to say? Nah, nah. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, this man. was a blast. I, I hope yeah. I can get another invite back. Yeah, we'll see about that. Ah. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, man, you were terrific. Um, this went about as well as it could possibly go. Um, and this I'm was re- fun. I'm really excited to keep this going, man. I'm glad um, we do this all the time, just like yelling know, back and forth at each other. So I'm glad we can actually finally have a medium to let everybody else listen to our chaotic ramblings. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, guys. Well, this was the first episode of the Incompetent Sports Report, signing off with Dr. Michael Camerman and myself, Jake Holmes. So you guys stay safe out there. Booyah! Thank you.